You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. How are you doing? Doing good and yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. What can I help you with? Um, so I, I mainly had a quick question about, um, it's mainly about extracurriculars. Okay. Um, and I guess if I can have time just to explain my story real quick. Yeah. Um, so I spent six years in the military, Mm -hmm. but before that, um, like growing up, I never really cared for like uh, academics or I really had a passion for it at all. And so kind of through high school, I kind of got in, my grades were invert between like an F to an A and things of that nature. Yep. Uh, I go to high, I go to a college for one year. I figure that it's not for me. And then I end up joining the military as a corpsman for okay. like six years. And then there as a corpsman, I'm just like, oh, man, I really, you know, like the medical field. Yeah. And so corpsman, corpsman for someone watching or listening that doesn't know what that is, it's kind of like an EMT, right, for for the military. Pretty much, yes. Yeah, paramedic, Uh, EMT, something along those lines. Yeah, we don't really have a good, uh, (laughs) a good really scope of practice. Kind of just do anything, I guess, under the doctor's license. But, um, so I really figured out, I was like, man, I really love the profession. I really love working with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, oh, I want to become a doctor. The problem was, I was like, oh, man, you know, I never really did good in school. Yep. So I was wondering if I could really handle this. And so uh, I originally spent like a year and a half taking my time off just to focus on how to like learn and, and seeing if I can really even handle the rigors of a college course. Uh, but the problem is, I kind of want to apply here pretty soon and I haven't done anything within that year and a half. Okay. And, but I'm doing stuff now, but I wonder if that's going to be like a big, like. And when you say apply, you're talking about applying to college or applying to medical school? Medical school, medical school. I'm already in college. now. Okay. So the year and a half you've been really focused on classes and you haven't, you haven't done any extracurriculars outside of that. Yes. Okay. And like, so the only reason why I say that, because I've, I've been watching your um, like application renovation, application acceptance uh, videos. Yep. And I see a lot of the times, like you always talk about consistency, consistency, consistency throughout extracurriculars. Yep. And I see like all the other students, they got these crazy extracurriculars. And I was like, man, you know, I was like, I should be doing that. But then I was like, man, I, I just need to handle college right now yeah before i try to like mix that in yeah but i didn't know if that was in my head that kind of just made sense for me but it, it makes complete sense make. yeah it sounds like that's what you needed to do and, and i think um lost in context a lot is what specifically works well for you right so for you Having been not the best student in high school, having done a year of college, not being a good student, mostly probably just because you didn't apply yourself because you didn't know what you wanted to do with your life. You go to the military, you figure out you want to be a doctor, you come back to school and you're like, okay, I need to focus on school because I don't have a good track record and I need to really prove myself. And it makes complete sense for you that you focus mostly on school and you ignore everything else. Now, 
if you apply straight away to medical school, that may be an issue. But you don't have to do that. You can take another year off, finish school, and go, okay, done with school, got my grades up, I've, I've proven myself here. Now let me go get a scribe job. Let me go work as a medical assistant. Let me go work as an EMT. Let me go shadow some doctors now out in the civilian world. I'm not in the military anymore. Let me go see what that side of medicine looks like. And I'll be able to to talk about it and show it in my applications. So yes, having that gap of activities may hurt you. It may not. There may be a school out there that's like, okay, great. You were you were a medic, uh, a, a corpsman for a while, and that that's great. Um, that's fine. You haven't done anything for a year and a half. We understand you were in school. Whatever. They may accept you. You could apply, and and they may accept you. I'm always very conservative with that angle, though, to say what can I do to put together the best application moving forward, and the best application from everything that we see is having clinical experience, recent and consistent clinical experience, having shadowing, recent, consistent shadowing experience. And so that just means you don't apply when you are planning on applying right now. You just take a little bit of extra time, get those things under your belt, and then apply. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I see that. That makes a lot more sense. Because I guess maybe just because I was a little bit older, maybe my mindset was just like, <laughs> hurry up, hurry up. I want to get in as, as, <laughs> yep. Yeah, essentially. And I was like, I kind of want to get in as soon as possible. Cause, of course. Know, I'm not getting any younger. So, of course. Uh, yeah. So there, there are two ways to go about it. There, there are two ways to do it. You can uh, apply. When are you going to be done with classes? Um. So I'm going into my junior year right now. So I guess... From what I've heard, you can apply at the end of your junior year yep. if you want to matriculate straight into... Straight in. So uh, so right now, it's July in. 2022. So you're going into your junior year. So you'll apply theoretically next year, May, June yes. of 2023. And you'll need to be able to take the MCAT kind of January, March, April 2023. So you're going to have to add that onto your plate as a student as well. Make sure that you keep the grades up. Make sure that you you do well on the MCAT. Apply in 2023. You're not going to be done with classes until June, May, uh, kind of May timeframe of 2024. Hoping to start medical school in 2024, right? July, August of 2024. That's your current yes. timeline. I, I wish I wish I had my iPad. I could I could scribble this out and, and give people some visuals to look at. <laughs> so your current timeline, if you want to continue focusing on school, you're gonna add in the MCAT next year. Again, January or end of this year, January to to April, hopefully ideally, take the MCAT. So you're gonna be studying before then. So that's eating into your study time for your classes. And then you have to start working on your application, which is also going to eat into your study time. And so again, this is a very personal process where I think a lot of what I put out loses that context of like, there's no right way to do this, is for you, if you have found that you are now a good enough student that you can add on these other things, add on MCAT prep, add-on application uh, prep, right? Getting everything ready to apply. 
If you don't add on clinical experience in shadowing, what's going to happen is you're going to go through the application cycle, still taking classes, and not getting any clinical experience, not getting any shadowing. So you apply 2023 with no clinical, no shadowing, still taking classes because you're you're going into your senior year at that point. And if you don't get in, you really won't find out until kind of January, February, March of 2024 when you're getting ready to graduate, that next application cycle is creeping up on you and you would have done nothing to improve your application from an activity standpoint. That's where my big kind of red flag and and let's slow down a little bit comes into play. If you were to say to me, I'm going to apply and I'm going to be getting clinical experience. I'm going to be get get shadowing because I know that my course load is going to go down a little bit and I'm more confident in myself as a student that I can add some more things on and still be okay. Then I'd be like, great, apply knowing that you have this gap in activities, but also knowing that you're going to be doing it during the cycle so that number one, you can update schools and maybe that'll be enough for them. Or two, if you need to reapply, your application is already stronger. Okay. Um, And I guess that was my other question because I know we're talking about shadowing. So I recently just did a couple of uh, shadowing experiences okay with uh with some doctors great um but i was curious as to how much do i actually have to to do though yeah there's no number i guess yeah consistency so if you can get like a day every couple months great after a while shadowing is boring so (laughs) you're just standing there and, and that's what I kind of I found too, at least there are two experiences. I mean, while it was interesting to to go into the R room or go into some of the other places, it was just like, at the end of the day, I just, maybe it was just me being a corner. I was like, I just, it's kind of just boring just sitting on the sideline and yes. Yeah, it's, it's very different for you with the experiences that you've had already in the medical field. For a lot of pre-meds, it's they're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and they've never seen anything like that. And so they're they're a lot more excited. So you have to go in with a little bit of a different mindset. And maybe you should try to explore some different fields that may expose you to things that you never saw as a corpsman. But you just, you just need to go in with a good mindset and just kind of explore and and do it not from the angle of, let me see the patients and see what they're doing because you've you've experienced a lot of that already. Go in with the mindset of I'm not here to learn about this patient-physician interaction. I'm here to learn about the physician's job. What does this job look like? Let me ask questions of the physician about their job, about their lifestyle, about what they like, what they don't like, what they would recommend, what what advice do they have for me in terms of a future career as a physician and not just exploring that patient physician relationship and seeing the medicine side of it. Cause you've seen a lot of that already. Okay. Um, and then, um, so I know you were talking about, uh, some more clinical experiences. So I know, cause I know, um, so right now I know I'm supposed to be tutoring next semester as well. Okay. Why but, are you tutoring? Why am I tutoring? Yeah. Uh, well, 
my teacher, well, originally I, I didn't think I was really going to be good at it, but my teachers kind of said, <laughs> um, you know, hey, you know, you got a knack for this and, you know, we appreciate if you can like help some of the students. Yeah. Because I mean, originally I was kind of already doing that, not in a tutoring, tutoring sense. It was just like a couple of us would group together and we would all kind of yeah tutor each other, I guess. But uh, I guess my teachers just kind of recommended that I do it. <laughs> okay. And then. So, so if I'm looking at your application and I see that you're, you're tutoring, you are doing activities but you're not doing clinical activities, you're tutoring. I'm going to say, well, why aren't you getting clinical activities? Okay. And right. so I guess that was the other thing. Cause I was going to, I was also applying for two things as well. So I'm trying to get my medical skills back up because it's been a while since I've been out, but yep. I want to try to do, go back and try to do something like a medical assistant mm-hmm. paramedic or something like that. But I was also looking into something like doing hospice on the, on the weekend as well. That'd be great. And so I was just trying to like juggle that, you know, doing the tutoring through the week and then the clinicals on the, on the weekend. Yeah. But like I said, I didn't know if that was all just going to be, you know, they're going to look at this. Hey, you haven't done anything in two years and you're trying to crunch yeah. all don't, this in one don't, year. Don't know? worry about the gap because there's nothing you can do about it at this point. Right. Okay. You're you're worried about something you can't change. Yes. So the only thing that you okay. can do is change moving forward. And make sure that you're doing everything appropriate for you, right? Don't go in and add all of these different things and then all of a sudden you're coming back with Cs and your your grades, right? So make sure that you stay a good student and add what you can and keep keep pushing forward. And don't worry about that gap because if, if they ask, hey, w- what happened with this gap? Number one, they'll be able to see in your transcript that you were taking classes during that time. They'll see your original transcript for your, your first year where you probably didn't have good grades. And they'll go, oh, you were focused yes. on being a student, right? These aren't idiots that, that are looking at, at, at an application. They, they can draw conclusions on their own and go, oh, like you were focused on classes. You have good grades now. You had bad grades then. You took some time off from activities. Great. And let me see what you're doing now. Let me make sure that you're getting clinical experience. Let me make sure that you know what medicine is like outside of the military and and make sure that you you understand what you're getting yourself into and all that stuff. Yes. And if they ask you during an interview, hey, what happened during this time? You go, I was focused on being a student. (laughs) Like... That's okay. the answer. Okay. Yeah, I guess I kind of cleared my head a lot better because uh, I guess seeing all the other students with all these like crazy experiences, I was like, I felt I was kind of like lacking behind a lot. Put, so. put the blinders on. Blinders on. Who cares what, what Johnny and Sally are doing? Let them do their own thing. You're doing you. Guess what? They don't have Corman experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I guess for my... Uh, I guess the last, the last, uh, well, I guess I have two more questions if yeah. there's any. Yeah, let's go. Um, so I do have to turn in my old college transcript for like, for the, for Everything. that one year I went out for, okay, I do have to do that. Okay. Yep. Oh yeah. You got, you got, you got to show those blemishes. All right. <laughs> That's okay. It, it gives context to where you are now. It shows that it shows your growth. So don't worry about those grades. They're very early on. Hopefully you have better grades now. And and you can show that growth, and it, it'll it it'll 
it'll be a good story for you. Don't worry about that. Okay. And then my final question is, um, is there any way to like prep for med school? Now I know this may be <laughs> really preliminary right now, but I keep hearing every time people who go to med school, you know, it's like drinking water from a fire hydrant. It's just so yep. much information and things like that. And so I guess it never made sense. It's like, why can't we just prep ahead of time and like maybe learn some of the classes or anatomy physiology or biochemistry and things yeah. like that like to i don't know kind of get ahead slow down that yeah but i, I yeah i was just seeing if that was actually like a, a probable thing because i don't know <laughs> uh is, is it possible different it's possible nobody that i know including myself recommends trying to get ahead other than like if you can take a physiology class in college take a physiology class because then the concepts aren't new. The language isn't new. Taking anatomy, right? Then the concepts aren't new. The, the visuals aren't new. But the volume of material that you have to learn in medical school, there's really no way to prepare for that. And so nobody recommends trying to prepare for it because everyone is going in relatively on a level playing field. Again, some some people have taken anatomy and physiology before. Some people have taken, uh, they, they, they majored in biochemistry. So maybe the, the biochemistry class is going to be a little bit easier for them in medical school. But uh, on a kind of a core foundational level, everyone is coming in at the same level and you're all going through it at the same time and you're just figuring it out and you'll figure it out. And, and life will never be the same. And that's fun. And there's, there are lots of friends that you meet in medical school. And that's awesome. Some of my my best friends today are, are med school friends and, and friends from internship year. But what what most people say to prepare for medical school is, is number one, take care of yourself. Build good habits now. Exercise, sleep, food, nutrition, right? Build those habits so that in medical school, when that fire hose hits you, you can keep those habits and, and have good ha habits built in that you will keep even in the, the worst circumstances of you have three tests in one week and, and everything is coming at you and you're like, oh my gosh, how am I going to survive this? You still go for that run. You still get your six, seven, eight hours of sleep. You still take care of yourself because that ultimately is what's going to get you through. Okay. Um, that's pretty much it for me. I don't really have any more... Uh questions thank you so much yeah you're welcome good luck yeah thank you thank you thank you so much for joining me here on ask dr gray pre-med q a did you know that we record these live on facebook at 3 p.m eastern on most weekdays search for medical school hq on facebook and like the page to be notified if you want a podcast dedicated to everything pre-med, go check out the pre-med years at medicalschoolhq.net.